God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. There are times when all the things on our plate can begin to bury us. Work and family and friends and our community and so many other little details of life pile up on our plate and overwhelm us. Then you can add things from your past that try to push their way in and cover over the good things of your life. They endeavor to tell you that your plate is eventually going to come crashing down to the ground, spilling everything everywhere into great chaos if there wasn't enough chaos to begin with. So how do you deal with all the things in your life piled on your plate? Do you leave it all up to fate, thinking you have no control? Or do you believe there's a God who loves you and wants to help you even with the little things in your life? Either way, in today's episode, I will help you conquer the lie of fate and strengthen your faith in a God who really does love you. If that sounds interesting, give a listen. You can juggle the things in your life. I do that from time to time, as we all do. You can try and keep all the different plates spinning on top of the poles. I honestly have no idea how they do that trick. Then you can think of all the things in your life, like that carnival game Whack-A-Mole, where there is a series of holes, and a mole pops up in one hole, and you hit it down into the hole, and then another one pops up in another hole, and you hit it, and you continue to whack these small, cute little rodents, trying to stop them from coming up, much like the problems in your life. So all these are different analogies of how we deal with all that is in our lives. The analogy I have chosen today is, what is on my plate? A problem came and knocked at my door. Said he was there to remind me I'm overwhelmed, and he's there to taunt me some more. He began to list all the challenges I face and tried to tell me I was a special case, that no one could understand what I'm going through, and no matter what I try, there's nothing I could do. So face the facts and realize you're weak. There's no help ahead, so don't bother to seek. He spoke so quickly he got those sentences out. I told him to shut up and he began to pout. I told him I'm through with his junk, and that my old man was dead, and his plot has sunk. I'm not overwhelmed with the burdens of life. Jesus has taken the weight and all my strife. I'm now overwhelmed by Christ's majesty. I no longer worry about what will be. Indeed, there are many things piled high on my plate, Faith in God, not circumstance, will determine my fate. As a good father, he's always there to provide for me, and through his peace, from strife, he has set me free. Last year, I was on a vacation, and my breakfast was delivered to my hotel room, and it had a seven-inch hard paper plate in the bag. I didn't use the paper plate for my breakfast that morning, But later that morning, as I sat there praying, the old phrase, what's on your plate, came to mind. So I picked up a pencil and the paper plate, and I began to write some of the major things that are in my life on the plate. I now laugh, or cringe, 
As I look at the plate, I have kept it as a reminder. I cringe because of one of the major things I forgot to include on my plate, my relationship with God. What I did write was this. Family and friends was one category. My writing, both a novel and poetry. Another category is my artwork, wood sculpture, and more. This podcast is another category. Then my volunteer service at my local church. And finally, my business assembling playsets for kids. Next to these major categories, I wrote subcategories like my artwork needs a new website and I need to learn how to market it and I need to learn Instagram and Facebook better and it goes on and on. Each category can easily become endless, like the one I forgot to write down, which should have been in the center and the first thing, which is my relationship with God. How much time do we spend in our pursuit of a relationship with God? How much time do we spend in worship of Him? How much time do we spend reading His Word? How much time do we spend praying for others? And how much time do we simply sit in His presence and be still? As I ponder my relationship with God, I think of a verse in Psalms. It has become my favorite verse in the Old Testament because of how it helps me stay centered and in the right place. That verse is Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This verse simply and perfectly defines what we should want. Notice that not once, not twice, but three times the phrase of the Lord is used. The things you desire should be of the Lord. So my first question would be, where is your desire placed? Though I might take my relationship with God and its importance as my center, yet I didn't write it down on my plate that morning. And though I have spent decades putting God first in the morning through worship and prayer and reading and quiet time, there's always room for improvement. There should always be a checkup from the neck up on what is it I desire with and from the Lord. This psalm was written by King David, and his desire that he would seek after, which indicates that he was putting effort into obtaining what he wanted, was to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. To dwell in the house of the Lord is to be in his presence. He wasn't seeking riches or the death of his enemies or a long life. He was seeking to dwell in the house of the Lord. He further explains his desire by saying, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This is all about relationship. So how does this verse deal with all the things piled on your plate? If God is not at the center of your plate, your fate could get messy real quick. It says in Psalm 16, verse 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. 
So how joyful is your life? And how much pleasure do you derive from it? This sounds like a good place to be in the presence of the Lord. When you're in the presence of God, all the resources of heaven are there to help you keep your plate in order. If you look at Psalm 27.4 and leave out the phrase of the Lord, it turns into a very worldly pursuit. One thing have I desired, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in my house all the days of my life to behold the beauty and to inquire in its temple. This reminds me of Romans chapter 1, where it talks about people worshiping the creation instead of the creator. So where is our desire? Where is it that we live? And no matter where on the planet you may call home, you ultimately live between your ears, or some would say, in your heart. I'm very thankful for the many opportunities that the Lord has brought into my life. He has blessed me and opened doors for me to pursue the desires of my heart. I dare say that the reason my life is blessed is because I have spent a good portion of my life pursuing an intimate relationship with God. Let me ask you a personal question. How are you doing with pursuing that type of intimate relationship with your Heavenly Father? How are you doing in pursuing an intimate relationship with your Savior Jesus? And how are you doing with allowing the Holy Spirit to work with you in your life? Are the ears of your heart open to their voices? So what do you do when a problem knocks on your door and tries to overwhelm you? Can you quote Romans 8.37? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's a pretty good comeback to a problem telling you you are defeated. But more than just quoting the verse, you must believe it. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Can you boldly say the Lord is your helper? Or do you think he's kind of standoffish? Do you think God is withholding his blessings from you because of your sin? I used to think that at one time, but then I came to understand I was his beloved child in whom he is well pleased. That's my core identity. That's my identity, not because of what I do, but because of who he made me. It is true that sin separates us from God, but it is also true, according to Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through the end of the chapter, that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ and his Father. You are loved. How has God thought about you all your life? Look at the truth concerning that. Our Heavenly Father's intent for us was to look like Jesus. It says so in Romans 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's been planning to bless you before he made the universe and the world. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, that we were chosen before the foundations of the world. God's been thinking about you for a long time. 
and his foreknowledge caused him to set up our lives so that we would be conformed to the image of his son Jesus, who is our Savior. So what image do you have of yourself? Are you wearing the image of the frantic person trying to deal with all the things on your plate? Or are you wearing the image of Christ, who is a king and Lord? It says in Revelation that Jesus has made us kings and priests unto the Father. So you are royalty. Your plate is very fine, hand-painted, gold rim porcelain. It's not made of paper or styrofoam. And all the resources of heaven are with you to help you organize and therefore accomplish all the things in your life. A while back, I was contemplating all the things on my plate. It was early in the morning, and I couldn't figure out what to do next. All the categories of my life were clamoring for attention. As I sat there, my phone rang, and it was my pastor who at that moment invited me up to the church for an impromptu time of prayer and worship. A few people were gathering in the sanctuary, and he asked if I would like to come. I said I'd be right there. As I entered the sanctuary, there was worship music playing, and several people were sitting or pacing about in prayer and worship. I sat in the back of the sanctuary and got quiet. Again, all the things on my plate started clamoring for intention. So I asked God, what do I do? His simple response to me was, do what is time sensitive first, and then do what brings you joy. Such a simple approach to life. Perhaps it's time for you to sit down with a bit of worship music playing and enter into his presence and ask him what's next. How difficult do you want to make your life? Do you thrive in complexity? Do you always like to be knee-deep in stuff? Have you ever considered simplicity? One thing the Lord consistently reminds me to do is to organize my house and life structure and get rid of dead weight. I do not hoard things, well, except for pieces of wood and photographs for my artwork. But even with that, the Lord is challenging me to cull through what I have and get rid of excess. There's an old saying, if you want to travel far, you need to travel light. So here's a bit of an exercise or homework for you. Find a paper plate and get a pencil and write down the major categories of your life. And don't make the mistake I did. Start with your relationship with God in the center of the plate. And once you have the major categories written down, consider the subcategories. This will be an interesting checkup from the neck up. What is it that has priority in your life? Priority is not always a time priority. It can be a heart priority. Many people work 40 hours a week, and therefore, that's the time priority. But what is the priority of your heart? Then as you ponder these things, ask God for help. As it says in Hebrews 13:6, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. He is your helper. So ask him, and let him help you. He's waiting for you. <laughs> 